Imagine a world where heroes rise up, supported by a cast of thousands on a quest to destroy the greatest evil ever known. Well, this is not that story. But if you are searching for a fantasy that sits outside the box, a story that likes to poke fun at the traditional, or if you're seeking a guidebook for achieving world domination, Choose Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination from Dark Myth Publishing. An autobiography. Autobiography. It's a mostly true story, which is totally unbelievable. You can find it at www.mythmart.com. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy, horror, romance, sci-fi? Gabriella Balcom's book On the Wings of Ideas includes all of these and more. It's filled with unforgettable people who will touch your heart, astound you, or even make you shiver. The stories include Jacob, who survived everything life's thrown at him, but can he survive his beloved mother's deathbed request? Ralph's deteriorating, and Gertrude would do anything to save him. Serial killers fascinate young Bobby, and he's developed unusual hobbies of his own. No one knows, no one would even guess. Edwina and her classmates are storming Area 51, but she's nauseous. This is an adventure for them, but for her, it's a matter of life and death. Abuse damaged Sandy's self-esteem, but a supernatural being gives her a chance for some well-deserved payback. Mai longs for one thing she wants more than life itself, and appeals to a goddess for help. Dahlia wants to help an injured cat, but her widowed father can't afford to feed it. He can barely keep himself and Dahlia fed and housed. Maggie stresses about Joe. If anything happens to her, who would take care of it? Sludge has been trapped behind the boundary for eons, but it's about to come down. Ruth tries to save a badly damaged rose plant, and is transported to a wondrous magical world. Becky the Blabbermouth delights in troublemaking, but she's about to learn karma is real. Silvana hides in terror when he appears. Will her invisibility and protection spells work? Jenny can't write a good story about fairies, and travels to Ireland for inspiration. If only magical creatures were real. Kevin's discovery shocks him. Could that be a monster? Readers have been praising Gabriella's book. Here are some of the comments. I loved each of these stories. Great job putting unique twists. Highly recommended. A sweet delight really touched my heart. Each adventure is an easy read and thought-provoking. Quite the journey. Great creation. Five senses are tickled and tantalized. I was intrigued from the beginning to the end. A mini masterwork in the horror genre, a true work of art, can be read again and again with pleasure. Setting, character, and structure work like a piece of music to produce a mini symphony that reverberates with beauty with each reading. To get your own copy of Gabriella Balcom's On the Wings of Ideas in paperback or on Kindle, go to Amazon.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way, Wilson. 
There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 137 of... Now, you see, I waited. I left, like, a blank spot, and it was all quiet, and I started, and this stupid truck goes by. Anyway, welcome to episode 137 of the Very Noisy Lupa's Bits this week. I am your host, Lupa, and you may hear the odd squeal in the background. You are going to hear a TV droning in the background. You're going to hear... A game in the background. My grandkids are visiting. Two of my granddaughters are here visiting. Psst. Hey, granddaughter number one, come here. I have to drag her preteen butt off the couch. See? She even cries like a preteen. This is my... Say hey, Lizzie. Say hi. Hi. My granddaughter, Lizzie. She's my very first grandchild. And she's my sweet girl. And I'm not singing it. Don't make me. No. <laughs> no, I'm not singing it. Not now. And my second granddaughter, Charlie, who is seven. Lizzie's 10. She'll be 11 on Saturday. And Charlie is seven. She's in my room watching YouTube because apparently that is what seven-year-olds in this country and other countries do. They watch YouTube and they watch streamers that do weird things on YouTube. Um, she was watching this really neat show called A for Adley. Adley? Yeah, A for Adley. It was a puppy spa the last time I was in there. It scared me and I left. Um, and then I just peeked my head in to check on her, see if she was asleep. And she wasn't. Um, she's now watching some YouTube streamer. I don't know. I've seen it before um, in the U.S. by another seven-year-old. Soon to be eight-year-old. Um, so, yeah, they are in the house for their summer visit with Amma. I am Amma. Anyway, um, I have some housekeeping, so we will get that out of the way. Since this episode is something I'm going to call newsworthy, it's news. It's all news. Um, first thing on the chopping block for housekeeping is Tim Laws Myrtle Naughton. Now, I had the privilege of speaking with Tim last week, I believe it was, on his podcast, uh, The World of Mythbits. It was on the five-year anniversary of The World of Mythbits. I can't believe that that show has been around for five years. That is insane. Um I was in on the ground floor. I It was kind of a an idea that apparently two guys were batting around one night while a poor unsuspecting me slept. And I woke up in the morning and was told, you're going to be a podcaster. And this is the show. And this is when we're starting. And five years later, it is still going strong. It has um, had some growing pains over the years and um, has had a few different hosts and we've now settled in with Tim, and he has taken the show and made it his own, really. Um, I look forward to tuning in and listening, not just for his accent. Um, he, he says some really interesting things, too. I love listening to what he has to say. The accent makes sure I'm paying attention. 
but no, he's uh, he's really taken the show and he's themed it so you know when you start out that the entire show that's what he's going to be talking about and he's had some amazing themes that um have really kind of answered a lot of questions that even I've had and I've been in the industry um not just the podcasting industry but the writing the editing the um sorry I'm watching the preteen read the fridge um, <laughs> Carry on. Um, this is probably how this podcast is going to go. Um, but I've been around the um, entertainment industry for going on six years now. Six years? Yeah, six years. And I mean, I know in realistic terms, that's not a long time, but... I have gained some experience. I have gained some knowledge. I do know what I'm doing. 99. Okay. So 87% of the time I know what I'm doing. Um, and I can speak with confidence on certain topics. So to say that he has created a platform for himself in MythBits, I know what I'm talking about. Um, I have seen him take a show that, um, in all reality, was struggling. When Tim took it over, it was struggling. Um, the previous hosts, I mean, she did a great job. She was awesome, but she had hit a wall and was having a hard time coming up with content she was pleased with, that she was proud to put out. Um, and you could see that in the quality of the show. Like I said, it was struggling. So when he took over... Um, we really basically just kind of handed it to him and said, you know what, as long as it stays along the lines of the world of myth magazine, because the podcast is tied to the magazine, you can talk about whichever, whatever you want, as long as it is within the writing, creating, literary, entertainment genre. And he has really ran with that. Um, and it's an incredible show and, um, I've kind of gotten a little off topic in this first bit of housekeeping, but I did as where I was going with this in a really, really, really roundabout way, um, was that I got to speak to him about his new book, Myrtle Naughton's Guide to World Domination and where he came up with the idea, how the name came into being, because it is such an incredible name. Like it's, it's Myrtle Naughton. Like that is a true character name. I just, I don't know. I love the name. When he first pitched it to me and he just, I have this story about, you know, Myrtle Naughton. I'm like, I'm in just the name alone. I'm in. And then I read it. I'm like, oh, this is, this, this is hilarious. Um, and I got to talk to him about how he, you know, came up with it and, and where his ideas came from and how it came into being. Uh, and to hear the birth of the story, how it, it was created, what happened, you have to go and listen to the podcast. Cause I'm not going to tell you, you have to go and listen to his last week's podcast to find out, but it just made me um, appreciate the book so much more. Much All right. They're fine. 
uh, just doing the Ama thing, checking in on the short people. And um, Robert Piatone, his ebook, Last Horror Hero, launched last Tuesday. And again, another incredible read. I really enjoyed it. It uh, definitely deserved its second place win in the Open Contract Challenge. Um, yeah, it was a good book. So I suggest you go check both of those out. You. Um, I have to <laughs> have to answer a a a, um, a listener question in a moment, um, but uh, you can ch- get both of those books at uh, well, you can get Myrtle Naughton at MythMart.com and Amazon, and you can get Robert Piatone's Last Horror Hero on Amazon. Right? Nod your hand. Thank you. Okay, so um, let me see what our our listener question is. Oh. What are you doing? Okay, are you going to Oh, you're going to do that quietly, right? Okay. Sorry. Ah, it's dark. What happened? All right. Sorry for the brief interruption. My granddaughter's unplugging things because she's going to TikTok quietly with my ring light over there. I've already like photobombed three of your TikToks today. Two of her TikToks. She's over there trying to do the little TikTok dance, and I'm coming in behind her doing Sid the Sloth, you know. <laughs> and her her account is set to private and friends only, so none of y'all are going to get to see me doing Sid the Sloth, unless you go and find the TikTok that I did when we were doing the the I don't know, it was Ice Age Shuffle thing that I did. Walk it out like Grandma. <laughs> That was a good one. I enjoyed it. Okay, back to what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I was told my internet needs to be upgraded. Unfortunately, I am at the highest internet that I can have in the area I am in. Number two for housekeeping. Uh, if you have not done so already, Please, please, for the love of everything, ink and cartoon bubble, comic bubble, go to your local comic store and ask them to carry American Smash from Dark Myth Comics. I myself, when I take my grandbabies home on Friday, I will be in Barrie and I'm going to pop into a few comic shops um, that I happen to know in the area, I'm going to load up the website on my phone and I'm going to go in and go, Hey, do you guys carry this stuff? And, Oh, I like that song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, get it working. We've got to get these comics into the comic shops. The only way we're going to do that. uh, We have had a lot. I mean, a lot of traction, to the website from people who we have sent comic books to. 
to stores that we have sent comic books to. They have gone and checked out the website. Um, there was one in Newport Ritchie, Florida. We've had one from Toronto, Ontario, which could be anywhere in the GTA and outlying. Like when my internet IP address pops up, a lot of times it'll say I'm in Toronto or it'll say I'm in North York or I'm in Vaughan or I'm not. <laughs> but that's where my internet provider is. So, so yeah, go to your local comic shops and ask them if they carry American Smash from Dark Myth Comics, get them interested. Because if you go in and ask for it, they're going to be like, ooh, there's a market for it. Let's get this in the shop and they'll buy it. Okay, number three. Last year's, op and it's a good comic. I have edited all of them. I edited all 12. I was the managing editor for all 12. Um, and they're great. They're hilarious. 10. 13. Oh, yes, that's right. I edited the uh, one-off, too, didn't I? Yes. My live studio audience has joined me. Can you hear what you're doing, or do you want headphones? There you go. Headphones. <laughs> okay. So, last year's... Oh, the suitcase is behind the door, Liz. Okay. I put stuff away and didn't tell them. Uh, last year's open contract grant. Okay. <laughs> what? 95% of the time, he never listens to me. Dave will say something on the phone. He'll say the Echo Dot's name and he'll respond and tell me, well, you don't have that. I say it five or six times and tell him, let there be light. Turn on the lights. And he ignores me. My granddaughter goes over and goes, Alexa. Let there be light. And it turns the light. Turns the lights on. And okay. See? Like say everybody. I don't Thank you, Alexa. I screamed at him earlier. I, I screamed at him earlier like five times. And he would not respond. He kept playing this song. We didn't even ask for a song. It just started playing a song. And... Um, it was just, I was sensory overload all of a sudden because the TV was blaring and the girls were kicking off and he's not listening and he's blaring this song. And finally Lizzie just screamed his name and he stopped. Ah, like, oh. <laughs> funniest thing I've ever heard. So she told me that her stepdad had the boy one and sent it back and exchanged it for the girl one. Um, I had to explain to her that there was no boy one or girl one. You could just change the voice. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm not talking to you, Alexa. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, he didn't even respond. He didn't say you betcha or nothing. He just, his little blue light spun for about 15 seconds and then went off. Yeah, he's going to turn the lights on in the middle of the night while we're sleeping. He does that. No, <laughs> but just pray we don't have a storm and the power goes out because then the lights will be on. Okay, so number three, this has got to be the longest housekeeping ever. Number three, last year's open contract challenge grand prize winner, Cliff Flint has received both the finalists' manuscripts 
and has begun reading them to choose this year's winner. Good luck to both of you. Adele Evershed and James Rumpel. <laughs> it took me a minute. My brain shut off. I have somebody doing a dance behind me with her headphones. <laughs> Ten. Just reminding you. Carry on. There, I photobombed. Ah! Photobombed the TikTok. Okay, number four. The board of directors are meeting on Sunday. Um, okay, good. The board of directors are meeting on Sunday. Um, I, I may not have any sanity left by then, but you know, I'm the den mother anyway. Um, there'll be some announcements, um, and things that are going to be made. There's going to be some things discussed at the meeting on Sunday, and there will be some announcements made next week regarding the outcome of said topics of discussion. I am not at liberty to say what said topics are, because frankly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I'll be there, so I'll find out. So, you know, I might tell you. I might not. I don't know. Uh, number five, Zombie Works Publications. And this is why I have the website pulled up. Our annual horror anthology this year is called the Monster Within Tales of a Tortured Mind. We at Zombie Works Publications are currently accepting 20 short story submissions. They will go into our The Monster Within Tales of a Tortured Mind anthology. We are looking for short stories that involve human killers and murderers. The depravity of the human mind can be worse than any mythical creature. We request that all submissions be in dot doc format, double space, 12 point font, which is standard format. Underline all the italicized words. Why? They could be missed in editing and not put in print. You see, when it comes to me, I have to do certain things to make sure that the printer knows that they're italicized. If you don't underline them, I don't see it. Uh, we are asking for each story to be between 2,000 and 3,000 words in length and content must be a rated PG-13 to rated R. Please, no rated X or NC-17 stories as they will be rejected or filed away into my personal files. Um, as our contract with the printer does not allow us to produce that sort of content. The deadline is September 30th, 2023. Zombie Works Publications will pay 20 cents per book per author. And that's books sold. And also the books will be carried by Mythmart, Amazon, and other online carriers. So you can send your submissions to get a pen. Zombie Works Publications at Yahoo.com. What are you winding it up for? That is Z O M B I E W O R K S P U B L I C A T I O N S at Yahoo.com. All right. I am excited about this. And when it says the human mind, we are looking for stories of human depravity of what human beings can do to other human beings, not in some supernatural sense, not in some, 
um, paranormal sense, but actual serial killers, people that are crazy, Jack the Ripper styles, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I figured out your chainsaw. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes. Think along those lines. Um, I had one in my head. Wrong turn. If you want inspiration, these are all good movies you can go and watch to get inspiration for this type of story. Um, we aren't looking for a human being that is possessed by a demon. We don't want those kinds of stories. We want the sick, twisted human beings, the Ted Bundys, the, um, oh, the stupid clown. What's his name? John Wayne Gacy. We want those killers and murderers. Uh, we want the Boston Strangler. We want, um, uh, the dude, the devil worshiping dude. Richard Ramirez. I'm getting better at reading your lips. <laughs> we want those. So we're looking for 20 of them. So get your story in early to get that early consideration. Now, the deadline is September 30th. So I won't be making any decisions until September 30th. But the sooner you get it in, you know, I read it and, and it happens. You get your set favorites at the beginning and then you read the others. and um. You know, so, yeah, get your stories in early and, you know, make them bloody. <laughs> make them bloody. <laughs> All right. Uh, and number six, last on the agenda for, no, I lied. Number six, don't forget to sign up for our book of the month at MythMart.com. We are continually growing our products list. And we have some great past projects that are in there that you will really enjoy. Uh, I can tell you that our Book of the Month Club is very popular. And the feedback that we've received from our members have been nothing but positive. So go sign up for Book of the Month. It is completely worth it. You pay $10 a month. And you're getting books that are worth $20 you know, $15, $30. You're getting epic novels. You're getting, what? And there's free shipping. Took me a minute because I could only see half of his mouth. Um, you also get free shipping. So for $10 a month, you're getting a new book every month and free shipping. So, I mean, really, what, what have you got to lose? If it's a bad book, you have a Christmas present for somebody. If you don't enjoy the book, pass it on. Um, it's 10 bucks. So yeah, go sign up at mythmart.com, M-Y-T-H-M-A-R-T.com. All right. And the last piece of housekeeping for today is my shameless self-promotion. Go to, and they're going to be banging because I just realized the microphone's on the bottom of the laptop and I'm banging on the table. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um, child, you got my big old butt in there. I think she is TikToking and she got my big old butt in there. Shake it. 
There we go. Okay, anyway. Um, penance. Penance. Rave reviews. If you don't believe me, go to Amazon.com. Read the reviews. There is a stellar review there that brought me to tears. Uh, nothing but positive feedback on my book. Go buy it. You won't regret it. Just saying. You won't regret it. You can get it at MythMart.com. You can contact me directly. I have a few copies. I will autograph one for you. We will figure out shipping and all of that, and I will get it to you. Um, or you can go to Amazon and find it there and buy it and whatever. So I say I say that um, – oh, I'm – you guys are so lucky I'm able to stay focused for more than three seconds at a time, Okay. I've got somebody twisting his beard into, I don't know, something. I have a kid behind me TikToking. And, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a good book. And I, I am promoting the purchase on MythMart because I figured it out after Amazon takes their cut. Now, my book in Canada, you buy it for $26.41. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you get free shipping, so you're just paying $26.41. Out of that $26.41, Amazon takes about, they, they take the cost to print the book, which is about $10 because it's a hardcover, times 60% because they take their 60%. So after that, then my contract states that my publisher gets... 10%. No, I get 10%. So out of what's left after Amazon takes their cut, I get 10% of that. And it worked out to about 72 cents. So on a book that is 24 or 2641, after Amazon is finished with all their hidden fees and everything else, and then um, it goes that amount of money. The, royal, the royalties from that go to the publisher, I get 10% of what's left, which is 72 cents. So like I always say, you don't go into writing and into being an author to get rich. Um, I have to sell three books to buy a cup of coffee. So if you go to MythMart and you buy the same book for $26.41, you pay $5 in shipping, I get 75% of that, right? 75% or was it 50%? I can't remember. I get a good chunk of it. I get a far better chunk. I get dollars, not cents. I get dollars, <laughs> you know, I get dollars. So yeah, it's, uh, it's worth going to MythMart. It's worth going to MythMart and supporting the author that way. Because they get a bigger chunk of their royalty. They get a bigger chunk of the pie. Because we don't take printing costs. We don't take um, um, all the other hidden delivery costs and service fees and handling and blah, blah, blah. What, all the other ridiculous things that Amazon puts into their 60%. We don't do that. MythMart does not do that. We honor our authors and we know that they're, we struggle as authors. 
So we deserve to be compensated for our work. And that's what we do. That's what MythMart does, is it compensates our authors for their work in the way they should be compensated. Now, yes, we are a company. We do want to make money, so we're not shortchanging ourselves, but we're not shortchanging our authors either. So, MythMart.com, just saying. Okay, so that's it for shameless self-promotion and all of the other goodies that I have in mind. Um, I know, I know, dead air, dead air. Okay. So. I call this newsworthy because I have some things I want to talk about that happened in the news. So first thing we're going to, what in the holy crapolas is this? Allow ads. I think my grandchild's having a seizure. Um, it's my fault, apparently. Okay, so I need to turn my ad blocker off to see the story. But now I don't actually remember what I was trying to read um, that was newsworthy. So, a lot of things happened this week. Um, we have a musical interlude in the background now. Why? Okay, it's taking me to... Uh, obviously, I'm beginning to think this story might not be important enough for me to go through all of these hoops just to see this story because I'm now having to sign in and okay we made it so top news of the day for August 23rd 2023 at 7:18 p.m. uh top news of the day is India becomes first country to land near moon's south pole Okay, so the South Pole's name, I'm pretty sure they must have been listening to Manamana because it's Pragnananana Daha. Pragnananandha. Yeah. Nananana. <laughs> Carlson drew second game in Chess World Cup final. And more. All right. So, the lander module of the Indian Space Research Organization's third lunar mission, Chandrayaan-3, launched on July 14th, successfully landed on the moon's surface on August 23rd, making India only the fourth country after the Erstwhile USSR, the U.S., and China, to make a soft landing on the lunar surface. With a successful landing, India also became the first country to land near the moon's south pole. India is now on the moon. Everybody look up at the moon and wave. And the success belongs to all humanity. Uh, Prime Minister Narendra, Narendra Modi said, addressing ISRO scientists virtually from Johannesburg, India. Wow. India made a resolve on the Earth and fulfilled it on the moon, he added. Aww. 
the second round of Indian Grandmaster. Why am I reading Indian news? All I wanted to, to read was the part about them landing on the moon. Um, let me see if this is all just Indian news. Not that Indian news isn't important, but, you know, more things happened in the world. Um, oh, dear. Russia attacked grain facilities. Um, all right. So Facebook owner Meta breaks privacy rules. Norway, Norway regulator tells court. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that, because as a Canadian, I got a whole lot to say about that. So on TikTok, there are a lot of people that are um, snarling at our prime minister saying he created a problem. He was warned what would happen if he perpetuated the problem. He enacted the problem and now he's complaining about the results of the problem. So what our prime minister has basically done has said that all journalists and news outlets should be compensated. Canadian news outlets and Canadian journals, journalists should be compensated for their work. U.S. news outlets, as far as I know, when they have their links posted, like when, when they're, they're posting stuff and putting stuff onto Facebook, get residuals from that. We don't. So instead, they were told that if you do that, then they'll stop showing Canadian news. Well, that's all fine and dandy. Except the only problem is, is Facebook has stopped showing Canadian news to Canadians. Canadians cannot see any Canadian news anywhere. If you go to um, Global TV, if you go to CTV, if you go to CHCH, I call it because it's CHCH. What else would you call it? You go to their Facebook page. It says there are no stories. Every single news outlet in Canada, their Facebook pages say there are no stories. No stories to show. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no pictures. There's no stories. It looks like a brand new Facebook page. There's nothing there. Facebook has obliterated all Canadian news from Canadian Facebook. Now, I don't know what it looks like in America. I do know that I have had um, Dave try and share some American stories with me from Facebook, and I haven't been able to see it. And this is in Messenger. I haven't been able to see it. It says attachment unavailable. Um, and I'm pissed. Like, I get, okay, if you're going to do that, fine. Block American news from Canadian Facebook. Fine. Bad us. Slap us on the hand. We can't read. We can't see American news anymore on Instagram or anything meta. You know, naughty, naughty. Shake the no-no finger at us. But why are you banning Canadian news from Canadians? Where is, like, what is your thinking on that? Seriously, what is your thinking? You know what's going to happen is all of the Canadians on Facebook are going to collectively go, we're sorry, but we no longer want to be here. And we'll leave. And we'll go to X. No, we won't. 
Um, but we'll get our news from somewhere else. We'll go to some other social media platform and hang out because you basically cut off 95% of what was in most people's Facebook feeds. I don't care what Joe Blow that I've known on Facebook for four years had for breakfast. I don't care. Oh, but my friend wanted to share an article that was interesting on um, COVID numbers rising in Quebec. Though that I find interesting. That I would pay attention to. That I would read. But no, that's news. It's gone. And every Facebook page that may or may not have resembled a news type Facebook page, I'm waiting to see because I am the moderator and I am the creator of some of Jason Dark Myths um, pages that may be misconstrued as a news page like the World of Myth magazine. I am waiting for them to say, no, no, that's news. You can't see that in Canada. Wait, what? Then you're going to see some unholy hell unleashed from this little Canadian. There will be a whole bunch of ranty podcasts and angry TikToks and what the F's happening. Um, my granddaughter's watching me like I've got three heads. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you in the one. This is what I do. This is my job. That's what I'm, going on. I'm not. Carry on. I'm working. Um. Yeah, so like I'm not thrilled. I am completely not thrilled that, like, yes, he said, our prime minister said they should be compensated. And Facebook said, if you're going to enforce that, we're just going to block you. Like, this is the, the biggest game of high school. I'm going to block you on Facebook because I don't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> I have ever seen. Mark Zuckerberg versus Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Mark effectively just put Justin Trudeau on mute. He blocked him. I I don't I don't I don't understand the world today. I have no understanding of the world today. And um I was talking to a friend of mine and I have an upcoming trip planned to New Brunswick and I will have it to be driving through Quebec. Um, repeatedly over a period of days. And apparently, I haven't looked much into it, but apparently COVID numbers are rising. This new variant is getting very dangerous and they're talking about another lockdown. I can tell you flat out, and this is probably going to get us at least on the fly that is spotted's radar because I've already talked about government in this one and that is one of the no-no's. Um, shake your no-no finger at me. That is one of the 10 things I can't talk about on TV. Um, <laughs> this will be another one. Um, I refuse. I refuse. And I can guarantee you that 95% of our country, if we are told we are going back into lockdown, we are going to dig our heels in, cross our arms and stomp our little feet and go, mm -mm. no, we're not. We will not comply. Why will we not comply? Because we saw it the first time. It's only for two weeks. Really? That two weeks turned into two and a half years. It's only non-essential businesses like hair salons and 
uh, nail salons, and then it was libraries and movie theaters, and then it was convenience stores, then it was malls, then it was clothing stores, then it was in-person visits at the doctor's office and the dentist's office. And then it was the doctor's offices completely shut down. Then it was restaurants and hospitals and schools. It's snow, it's snowballs. It's never just two weeks. Then it was, let's flatten the curve. Well, guess what? The curve never flattened people. It never flattened. We live on a ball. You can't flatten a curve. A curve is a curve. It's there. You just learn to go with the curve. You lean into it, which is what we did. We leaned into it. We got the 17,000 shots. I think at around 27, you're immortal. Um, <laughs> my live studio audience is dying. He loves it when I get ranty. But we did all that. We did the, the vaccines and the more vaccines and then the boosters. And we've done all that. I am a grown-ass woman. I can wash my hands. I don't lick shit. I don't lick the windows in my car. I don't lick other people in public. I don't lick people I don't know. I'm fairly... I cover my mouth when I cough or when I sneeze. Um, but we were discussing the validity of wearing a mask when in Quebec. Which means when we're in the car, we don't have to wear it, but she wants me to wear one. When And, and I did say, if we went into a public place where there were other people, like if we have to go into a restaurant or into a gas station to pee, um, and I can hold it. Let me tell you, I can hold it for the entirety of Quebec. And y'all know, you've heard me talk about Quebec. It is the province that never ends. I can hold it. Unfortunately, I do need to stop and get gas, but I pay at the pump. So I can get out, pump my gas, get back in, hand sanitize and carry on my merry way. And I'm not wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. If I'm not going to be in physical contact or close proximity to another human being other than the crazy lady in my car. And she will be, by the time we get to Quebec, she will be a crazy lady. She always is. I love her dearly, and she knows that. And I love her because she is a crazy lady. Um, but Quebec makes her crazy. The roads in Quebec make her crazy. The traffic in Quebec makes her crazy. Quebec makes her crazy. So if I'm only interacting with the crazy lady in my car, I'm not wearing a mask. Unless she's a little ranty and I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm laughing. Um... But yes, I guess if I'm going to be going into a public place where there's a lot of people, I don't want to be getting COVID, even though it's not going to kill me. It's not going to be like it was the first time, which was absolutely horrible. I really don't want that cold. I don't want that, that, ugh. I don't know, I feel like that. So yeah, I'll throw a mask on, I'll try and avoid it. But the thing is, is we all know masks don't protect you. Masks protect other people, not you. So if I'm wearing a mask and nobody else is, what good is it doing? It's preventing me from spitting on you, but it's not preventing you from spitting on me. It's doing nothing. Nothing. You found that funny, huh? 
My Zoe? Yeah, you're Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Oh, hi, Zoe. Okay, so Lizzie's talking to Zoe. Anyway, um, and this all started from Facebook owner Meta breaks privacy rules. <laughs> Here we are on a rant about COVID. Um, yeah, so they're talking about going into lockdown. And I will tell you one thing. Um, if it looks like that is going to happen, if it looks like they are going to start restricting flights and there is even a slight whiff, whisper, or potential fart in the direction of closing the borders, I'm out of here. I'm on a plane. I'm out. I'm in my car. I am gone. Phew. See ya, because I got people on the other side of that border that I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm not going to be kept years from seeing them, because that's what's going to happen. If you go down that rabbit hole of lockdowns again, it's just going to spiral out of control like it did, and we're going to be virtually schooling and living like hermits, and I am sorry. This is, is going to be probably very hard to hear for people who love me very dearly, but my mental health will not survive another long-term lockdown. I can tell you that right now. I live alone. I have nobody in this town anymore. I would not, my brain, I, no, I would, my, my mental health would not survive. It just wouldn't. So. I am not going to do it. <laughs> Just so you know, it's out there. I'm not doing it. Mr. Trudeau, it's not happening. <laughs> Mr. Ford, no. <laughs> Some good news did come down the pike this week. This has got to be like the worst news show ever. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't do the Sunday news or something. Okay, so Bill C-22. Bill C-22 is an act to reduce poverty and to support the financial security of persons with disabilities by establishing the Canadian Disability Benefit and making a consequential amendment to the Income Tax Act. So it actually, there are various stages. When a bill is proposed in the House, there are several different stages it must go through um, before it is passed into law, before it is, is, is agreed upon and it is enacted. And I do believe the final, um, act that has to happen is royal assent. And, you know, as soon as the page loads, because I've got 700 tabs open. Okay, so... Um, it was it was given royal assent on June 22nd, 2023, which means Her Excellency, the Governor General, recommends to the House of Commons the appropriation of public revenue under the circumstances in the manner for the purpose set out in a measure entitled an act to reduce poverty and to support the financial security of persons with disabilities by establishing the Canadian Disability Benefit and making a consequential amendment to the Income Tax Act. Summary. This enactment establishes the Canada Disability Benefit to reduce poverty and to support the financial... Why is it just 
oh, the, support the financial security of working age persons with disabilities. Now, that doesn't mean that they're working abled. It's working age. Anybody between the ages of 18 and 65 with disabilities. It sets out general provisions for the administration of the benefit and authorizes the governor in council to implement most of the benefits design elements through regulations. It also makes a consequential amendment to the Income Tax Act. So, basically, we are more likely, work-age persons with disabilities, and as I'm sitting here telling you this, I am hooked up to a, to a telemetry monitor because last year and recently I have had some heart issues that are causing the function of my heart to be not where it needs to be um, and will require probably some more medical intervention, probably in the form of upping my heart meds again. So just so I can put that out there, because people look at me and like, you can work, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't see my heart. I can't take it out of my body and show you. Yeah, I can walk for short periods. Um, I can talk for like a long time. But then, you know, tomorrow I could be down and out. Nobody's going to hire me to work because I can't work full time. I can barely, at the best of times, work part time. So. This, and I'm living in poverty right now. Actually, most people on ODSP in the province of Ontario live $10,000 below the poverty line at best. So this would help to shorten that gap between what the poverty line is and where we're living. Unfortunately, there is the problem of the provincial uh, uh, private benefits clawing back what the federal government is going to give us. So if the federal government gives us, say, let me see, ODSP gets 1300 now, if the federal government gives us 700 to effectively bring us up to the $2,000 that they deem that we need to survive, because that's what they gave people on, during COVID, they deemed that $2,000 was the bare minimum for a human being to survive in the country of Canada during COVID. So what could essentially happen is the government of Canada, the federal government, gives us that $700, and then the provincial government goes, well, we're going to take that $700 off what we're giving you, and we're right back where we started. So that could happen. Um, but fingers crossed, this is a good thing, um, and and hopefully that they write it and and set it out the way that it needs to be. So some of the regulations, um, the government, the governor and council can make the regulations respecting the eligibility criteria for a Canada disability benefit. Um, so we'll see how this all plays out. It could be years yet before this is all ironed out. Just because it's been given royal assent doesn't mean that the government, pardon my French, has their shit together. It's like all of a sudden they're giving, yes, you can do it. And now they have to, they weren't actually expecting a yes. So now they got to go figure out how to do it. So 
All right, that is all of that that I am willing to um, risk my podcast on on the fly that is spotted. Moving right along to something else that's just as controversial. Why? I'm sorry. This is what I do. Oh, honey, it hasn't even been an hour yet. Okay, so um, some more in the news. Hmm. This could be, I don't know, suspicious. It's a it's a headline that's made to look suspicious. It says Wagner boss who crossed Putin killed in jet crash. Dun, dun, dun. Um. What? You want me to pull the plug on that? Am I spiraling out of control? Am I being watched? I. He was shot out of the sky. He was pulled out of the sky. He jumped out of the sky. He was yanked. He was shot out of the sky. Oh, he was shot out. You gotta love when we play news charades. (laughs) 20 questions. Okay. Um, It says, uh, I can't even pronounce the dude's name. Head of the Wagner Mercenary Group was on the passenger list of an aircraft that crashed in central Russia yesterday, killing all aboard, according to Russian aviation officials. The billionaire known as Putin's chief led an armed rebellion against Moscow exactly two months ago, the most serious challenge since President Putin took, I'm assuming it's going to say, office. I'm not clicking on it. We are looking at the London Times, the something time, the Times. Um, let's see what else is happening in the world. Aww. Why are you waving at me? Five. Hi. Oh, Zoe. Hi. Whose hand is that flopping around in front of me? Oh, geez. Here she comes. Lizzie's waving. This is the podcast interrupted by the waving hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. August angst. Are you post-holiday? Are you a post-holiday cliche? It's like, you know, reading, I don't know, those women magazines that I, Chatelaine. The holiday season is drawing to a close. Summer is ending, people. And, oh, come on. I don't want to subscribe. I just want to read the article. Okay, I'm not subscribing. Never mind. We're not going to find out if you're angsty or not. Because I'm not reading. Rudy, Rudy, he's still in. Wow. Rudy Giuliani, or however you pronounce his last name, proclaimed he was defending. Wasn't he the mayor of New York? Proclaimed he was defending the rights of all Americans before arriving in Georgia to surrender to the authorities on charges of conspiring to overturn the 2020 presidential election in a scene set to be repeat. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I am not reading this. Um, G7. No. Wait, what is this? That doesn't look like the. 
Oh! <laughs> I think this is what I was telling you about earlier today. I really should like... Yes, Brick Summit. No, I don't want to subscribe. Never mind, I can't tell you about it. Let me find another one. So this... Um, you didn't hear in the news. It kind of came across my TikTok of all places. See, this is where I'm getting my news now. TikTok. Um, so I can hear you. There was this summit that, um, was called the BRIC summit. And those letters stand for the countries involved. Um, the BRICS countries support a system of global government governance that is more inclusive and egalitarian. It aims to improve global financial institutions and advance a multipolar world order that more accurately represents the objectives and ambitions of developing nations. And I was watching and listening, and I suggest you Google it. And... Um, yeah, the U.S. media, the Canadian media is ignoring it. Why is the U.S. media and the Canadian media ignoring it? Because they don't want us to know about it. Because after listening to all of the things that I was listening to and doing the research and listening to the varying op opinions and finding out what this was actually about, it is going to turn the financial world on its ass. You're going to find I'm I can I will bet you dollars to donuts that in the next couple of years, five years, we're going to see a financial shift from the powerhouses of the US and Canada to places like India and China. And um, those are the only two out of the five that I can remember. So, oh, there's Brazil, Russia, India, and China. It's right here in front of me. You need to unmute because I can't read when you're pointing and, and, and aggressively speaking. Brazil, India, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Is South Africa in there too? Oh, okay. And South Africa. Um, Canada and Mexico have not applied to be part of BRICS. Two countries neighboring the United States have a NAFTA agreement that benefits their respective nations in terms of free trade agreements. Um, what they're trying to do is eliminate the U.S. dollar's dominance. Everything in the world is figured on U.S. dollars. And they want to change that. So BRICS is, um, let me see if I can actually find you a decent, um, I can't find you, anyway, just go Google it, all right, figure it out, read it, form your opinion, but uh, buy gold, invest in gold, <laughs> invest in properties, invest in commodities. Just, I'm just, that's not insider trading. That's just educated listening. And I heard it from someone else. So, you know, because you got, you saw the TikTok too. Anyway, um, 
Apart from geopolitics, the group's focus includes economic cooperation and increasing multilateral trade and development. The bloc operates by consensus. All the BRICS countries are part of the group of 20, G20, of major economies. So that is something that is very interesting, very groundbreaking, very um, important historically, and the U.S. media and the Canadian media are not reporting on it. So, you know. All right. So now we're going to get to the crux of my... um, rant. So I saw a TikTok that was summing up August and the hurricane that hit California. No, the, the hurricane, the hurricane. Yes, that's what it was. The hurricane. They had a hurricane and an earthquake all at the same time. Cause you know, they've got to be the best at everything. They're overachievers there. Mother nature's like, here, hold my beer. So, um, what is this? What is happening? Okay, so, where was I going with this? I don't remember. My brain just shut off. Um, it said something about a queen song, Fat Bottom Girls. So, I kind of went, do what now? Why are you leaving it off the Greatest Hits album? It is one of their amazingly greatest hits. I'm sorry, but every girl over a size two would dance. Yeah, yeah. Y'all skinny bitches, we make the rockin' world go round. That's right. So now they want to ban that song. They want to take, so I I did some not very in-depth, and I said that in my TikTok, that I did some not very in-depth research. And found that it was to be found offensive. And it was removed from the greatest hits. Then I did a little more research and found out that... um, Okay, so here's here's one of the stories that says... Okay, so Freddie Mercury saying, there's no stopping me. But an audio player for children, okay, fine, is stopping one cheeky tune in its tracks. Yoda, the makers of an audio device for children without a screen that plays books, music, radio, and podcasts, is now offering Queen's Greatest Hits album. Minus Fat Bottom Girls. Okay. Um, Because of the, the line about the naughty nanny. But the collection includes... All the other tracks from 1981 release, including Mama, I Just Killed a Man, Put a Gun Against His Head, Pulled My Trigger, Now He's Dead. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, Somebody to Love, Another One Bites the Dust, We Will Rock You's Okay, and We Are the Champions is fine. But they are removing a song that promotes good self-body image that says, you know, big girls are sexy too for a song that like, dude, I just killed a man. Now I'm just going to go commit suicide. My, I'm, I'm dead. I'm done. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm confused. Because
because it says a line about one line in the entire song, one line about his naughty nanny, and he left the nursery a man. But Bohemian Rhapsody, which the entirety of the song is the angst that the teller is going through because he killed somebody and his life is over and he's saying goodbye to everybody. My time has come. Um, that's okay. That's okay. And the thing that, 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 that bothers me, I think, the most about this thing is that Queen themselves said, okay, remove it. I mean, maybe they're looking at the fact that at least the rest of the songs will introduce the kids to good classic music, good classic rock. But, uh, I don't know. And the thing, Brian May penned Fat, Fat Bottom Girls. He wrote Fat Bottom Girls. And it first released on Queen's 1978 album, Jazz. So the title indicates the lyrics play tribute to women with curves. Left alone with Big Fat Fanny. She was such a naughty nanny. That's the verse. Hey, big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. But that's not allowed. Yeah. Representative for the band declined to comment on the missing Fat Bottom Girls. Yodo did not immediately return USA Today's request for a statement, but issues a warning for its customers about the album's lyrics that contained adult themes, including occasional references to violence and drugs. But you took out the naughty nanny? Really? There are original and unedited recordings. Whilst no swear words are used, parental discretion is advised while playing its content to or around younger children. What? I'm, I, I don't understand. In a 2011 interview with Total Guitar Magazine, May was asked if a particular bottom inspired the tune. His reply was, there were a lot of bottoms involved, really, and not just the ones in my direct experience. Um, okay. I have opened just about every one I could find. TMZ. Queen agreed to cut Fat Bottom Girls for kids' music platform, but they left in Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's, the thing is, Queen's not upset about it. It's the Queen fans that are pissed. We're mad. We're mad. <sighs> For those unaware, the Freddie Mercury lead band's greatest hits album recently made its way to Yodo. So you know what? Boycott Yodo. If you want your kids to have a well-rounded musical education, they need all of the songs. You can't erase a song because you didn't agree with some of the lyrics. I mean, come on. If you're, you're going to start removing songs because they are inappropriate, let's go down the Beatles list of songs. Uh, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. There was a, there's a good one right there. Came down upon her head. <laughs> Maxwell's Silver Hammer to wax and she was dead. Uh, but I bet you if they're going to put the Beatles on, that those all would be there. Yeah. So while well, there's been some fan outrage over so-called wokeism, a rep for lead, lead guitarist Brian May tells TMZ he and the rest of the band agreed to Fat Bottom Girls being omitted from the platform. 
And I guess if it's a choice of having your entire album denied because you won't leave off one song or having your greatest hits put on there in the chance that these kids will listen to the music and go in search of the rest of the stuff and will listen to it eventually, then okay, I get it. Leave the song off, hope that they'll have half a brain and they'll want to hear more and they'll go find it. Um, Yodo's version of Greatest Hits includes songs like Bohemian Rhapsody, Killer Queen, Another One Bites the Dust, and Another One's Gone, and Another One's Gone, Another One Bites the Dust. That's almost like the song for the woke generation. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Oops, my bad. Um, yeah, so it sounds like you'll have to take it up with the band and not the app because the band agreed to it. But you know what? I'm pretty sure the app probably pushed them into it. And it's the stupidest song to omit. Like, if you're going to omit a song... Because it's not appropriate. How about Mama, I Just Killed a Man? But in all reality, you can't have a Greatest Hits album without Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody made Queen legendary. They were already hero. They were already rock stars by the time Bohemian Rhapsody came out. But Bohemian Rhapsody took them from being famous, took them from being rock stars, took them from being, you know, almost bigger than the Beatles, to legendary status. It threw them into the stratosphere of rock and roll because it was the first time a song like that had ever come out had ever been even created, and we just went, whoa. <laughs> you remember Joey? From Blah, whoa. <laughs> That's kind of how we, whoa. It was perfect. It was incredible. But Fat Bottom Girls, I'm sorry, but that was an anthem for women in the 90s. I know, it was mine. We'd be at the bar, and... I, you know, would be having an overly bloated night and that song would come on and we would all feel pretty. We would all feel sexy and we would be out there shaking our big old fat bottoms. Oh yeah. And we felt good because here is this incredible band singing this song that came out when we were being influenced and growing up telling people fat bottom girls make the rock and world go around. We will rock your world. See? You hear my 10-year-old granddaughter singing that song? She has got a good musical influence. She is well-rounded when it comes to music. Just ask her mama. Yeah, well, you don't have a choice. And Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I made you listen to that one, too. <laughs> She's kind of blocking that out. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. We're starting to get into the, yeah, we are an hour, 11 minutes. So we're going to wrap it up with a little Freaky Friday. Florida Man brings the fun every week. My live studio audience is beyond thrilled. 
So, oh, these are all about dogs. I can't read these ones. These are not, these are not happy, funny ones. These are, are, let's see, the latest on Newsweek's local coverage in Florida from coverage of, um, what week is this? I always have to check. Every time I see Donald Trump's name, I have to check to find out, to make sure that they're not just regurgitating something from, like, last year. Uh, coverage of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, Ron DeSantis season hurricane coverage, Disney World and other events, and news impacting Floridians. This is not Florida man. This is not Florida man. What is happening? This is like Florida news. All right, what do we got? So, Sheriff says ex-employee faked carjacking story after shooting himself. Florida kids swimming tens of feet away from alligator shock viewers they're florida kids you can't walk to school without passing an alligator they're probably buddies um ew dude all right so let's see florida man finds hissing iguana in his toilet oh my gosh could you imagine going to sit down for your daily constitutional and you hear coming from the bowl Oh, she can leave. Okay, okay, I'll tell her after. Um, yeah, could you imagine? You're like you're going in the bathroom, and this is like your bathroom is your private space. There's there's nobody allowed in there. You lock the door. You drop trowel. You sit down, and you hear <sighs> from the toilet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a good thing you're in the bathroom because I'm pretty sure certain bodily functions would ensue. <laughs> And the ones that you went in there to do, and then probably a few more. But apparently, it was hiding in his his toilet bowl. Um, a man in Florida had a nasty surprise when he went to the toilet, encountering an angry iguana sitting right in the bowl. The man, named John Riddle, who lives in Hollywood, Florida... Uh, found the irritated reptile after noticing the door between his pool and the toilet had been left over, had been left open. I thought I was in Jurassic Park or something. Dude, did you see Jurassic Park? There is a big difference between the flippy arms of the T-Rex and an iguana. Riddle told local news station, <laughs> he was splashing and hissing at me. I was scared. I am not a reptile fan. Good God, there's a picture of it in the... Lizzie, come here, 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 come here. You gotta see, come here. You gotta see, look at, look at, look at, look at. Oh my. Was that not scared the poop right out of you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right, even. Ew, ew. Okay, you can go away now. <laughs> Bye. That's a very familiar giggle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of scary. Thought. He said he thought the sneaky iguana had crept into his house through the door, which he sometimes leaves open for his dogs. Won't be doing that again. There are three species of iguana often spotted in Florida, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission, the green iguana, the Mexican... <laughs> Here we go, live studio audience, sending me Florida man news. Um, the spiny-tailed iguana and the black spiny-tailed iguana. All three are invasive. And it's really funny because when my mom's in Florida in the wintertime, 
she's constantly getting, like, if it gets cold, she'll get, like, these alerts on her phone. And normally you'll get, like, heavy rainfall or cold temperatures or you're under, like, a, a special weather statement. Well, when she's in Florida, they get falling iguana alerts. <laughs> you got to be careful. When it gets cold, the iguanas, like, suddenly their whole body goes into that hibernation state and fall out of the trees and can fall on you out of the trees. <laughs> so, yeah, they get a falling iguana alert. They're ugly looking things. I'm sorry. I don't understand why people's people's why people have them as pets. The species that change sex. You have any idea how hard I'm biting my tongue right now? <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> oh, you know I got to check it out. The species that change sex other than humans. Uh, the animal kingdom is a wonderful and wacky place filled with creatures with all sorts of unique abilities, ranging from walking on water, holding their breath miles beneath the ocean, and even living in the vacuum of space. Okay. One superpower that many species have is the ability to swap their sex at some point during their lives, changing from male to female and vice versa, or being a bit of both. Look at... <laughs> Sorry, I know that's not funny, but there isn't a, wow, okay, hold on, oh, I need to collect myself. This is an ability of more species than you might expect. Up to 5% of animal species are capable of switching sex, which equates to 30% of non-insect species. Shushing me? I got shushed. I'm working. I got shushed. Okay, so these sex-fluid animals. So are we modeling ourselves after Wild Kingdom? Okay. So these sex-fluid animals come in two forms, simultaneous hermaphrodites, which have both male and female sexual traits at the same time, and sequential hermaphrodites, which exist as males and females at different stages of their lives first category mostly contains invertebrates like worms and snails. Well, the second category is more widespread in fish and certain frog and reptile species. Sequential hermaphrodites are species where individuals are one sex and then change sex to the other sex, sequentially. Some shrimp are males first and then change sex to females. Why? Because the males are tastier. Uh, whereas many reef fish are female first and then change sex to male. The bluehead something i don't know bye am i saying bye too she's gone okay yeah she got homework to do oh yes that's right yeah okay so you know moving on brother wrestles crocodile and holds its jaws to save nine-year-old sister Aww. video shows python hiding inside car look at the size no i don't want him um, happy alligator in food coma with feather on snout delights onlookers. I want, I want to see the All right. The, 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 the python inside the car. Yeah. We might have to watch that after because I'm wrapping up soon. Um, video isn't loaded. Oh, there it is. Well, there's, ew, there it is. Big snake. 
Big snake. Big snake. Okay, a sleepy alligator was photographed with a white feather gently resting on its snout as it took a nap. Well, there it is. That's a big alligator. It's a big, fat, happy alligator. Look at him. Look at him. He's smiling. Yeah. And there's the feather on his nose. Um, I decided that if the feather on his snoots a leftover from his breakfast, an overhead bird just happened to lose a feather as they were flying over him, or some brave-ass human dropped it on his snoot. He was sunning himself right off the path and was definitely not interested in moving, though. Dozens of people walked right on by him, and he just laying sleeping. He was also missing a good portion of his tail and one of his left back feet, so I assume a bigger gator had a piece of him for a snack at some point. Yep, and he looks very content to be snoozing. Or he's dead. Either or. Uh, okay, so hissing iguana. All right, so let's see what our live studio audience sent us for Florida Man. And we will move on from there. Okay, what do we got? Okay, Lee County, Florida. Chances are, if you watch or read the news, you've probably heard the term Florida Man before. In fact, it became such a famous headline that it even became a meme. Why am I reading this? Is this all, your, is this all you sent me? The Origins of Florida Man? Ah, The Origins of Florida Man. Okay. Uh, but where did the stereotype of Florida Man being wild, eccentric, larger-than-life image come from? So... That's what Florida Man evokes. It's a sort of lawlessness, sort of eccentricity, and it's something that is also pegged to what makes Florida unique as a state. Uh, Dr. Landon Frim, a philosophy professor from Florida Gulf Coast University. As far as you can read into Google, you'll find an almost endless... Do I have to? Oh, dear. Okay, so as far as you can read into Google, you'll find an almost endless supply of head-scratching headlines with Florida Man in the title, and typically there's a common theme. One of its most recent stories that this person saw was Florida Man accused of assault with a deadly weapon for throwing a live alligator through a Wendy's drive through window. That is like the most famous Florida Man thing. Like, that is everywhere. Um... So where does the cultural phenomenon come from and what is a Florida man? If you ask the average person, the responses can vary. I'd say it's a very redneck type of guy, one said one respondent. Somebody that is cool, hangs out on the beach, old surfer dude, said another. Florida man is something that even the greatest writers in Hollywood couldn't come up with. But generally, it can be summed up with one thing, nationwide notoriety. So Florida Man is a crazy person from Florida that does outlandish things, and we hear about it across the country, read about it in the paper, said another respondent. Whether it involves alligators, beaches, nudity, guns, or something else, it typically reflects the cultural diversity of the state, having, over its history, become a melting pot for different kinds of people. A lot of them Canadian. That's kind of scary. The diversity and tension, often in the form of crime, is read about around the world thanks to sunshine laws. And in the early 2010s, when online print media became more widespread, a meme was born. There's a lot more access to the public that the public has to things that the courts decide, and that might be relevant to internal police documents. And that's where a lot of this material comes from since 2013, when the Twitter account started. So there you go. You coined it. 
Dave says, on seeing red, they coined the phrase Florida man. They did it first. So you heard it here, folks. All right. So now he has sent us a word that we need to Google. I'm going to copy it with trepidation. I'm going to go over to Google. I beg your pardon? Okay. I'm going to paste it into here and hit enter. Sounds like um, hermaphroditism. What? You want me to read it? Okay. So it's in the Dominican Republic, right? It's from Spanish. Uh, Jueves a los doches, which means testicles. <laughs> um, are children with a specific disorder of sex development. Uh, I can't pronounce it are classified as girls when they are born, but around the age of 12, they start developing male genitalia. This is due to a deficiency in the production of 5A redactus, an enzyme involved in the metabolism of testosterone. To, oh, wow, that's a big long word. Dihydrotestosterone. Oh, wow, I got it. Uh, the same phenomenon occurs in Papua New Guinea, where it is called Kualu Atmawi, literally a female thing changing into a male thing by the Sambia people. In Turkey, um, and Fausto Sterling states that this phenomenon, as well as people in Papua New Guinea with this deficiency, are recognized as a third sex by their cultures, where while the cultures nevertheless recognize only two gender roles. Interesting. So humans do it too. That's a big snake, man. That's a really big snake. All right. I think I had something else. No, I didn't have anything else. Florida driver strips down and hides in swamp to evade police after crash. Dumbass. There's a thing to do. Strip down to where all the buggies are going to get you and hide in a swamp where the gators are going to get, it looks like a hot dog wiener, I'm sorry, floating around in the water, it just looks like a worm on a hook. <sighs> oh, Florida divers stole fishing gear and freed sharks in front of police chief. <laughs> that's, 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 that's kind of funny. Um, I don't think the next one's going to be very funny for some of my listeners. Okay, so two divers may face jail time after cutting and removing a fishing line that they claim was entangled with vulnerable lemon sharks. Do they smell like lemons? Are they bitter? Two men from Palm Beach County in Florida were convicted on December 6th of stealing fishing gear in federal waters. 
The captain and mate, 56-year-old John R. Moore Jr., and 29-year-old Tanner J. Mansell. Why do people have such long names when they're a Florida man? Maybe that's what screws them up. They have too many names to remember. Each face up to five years in prison, as well as fines of up to $250,000, a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office said. Moore and Menzel run a business taking tourists to swim and dive with sharks in the waters off Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, that'd be a no for me. In August 2020, the pair were taking out a group of six tourists, including a police chief on holiday from the Midwest, when they saw a length of fishing line with sharks attached. Moore claimed he thought the line was an, Ill, was an illegal and abandoned ghost set and that for the sharks attached were lemon sharks classified as vulnerable on the International Union for Conservation of Nature Red List. The pair then proceeded to cut the line and haul in more than three miles of monofilament line, weights, ganyans, and marker buoys, according to the statement, storing the line on the deck of their boat. At least 19 sharks were released from the line in the process. And we will pause for a moment as life flight takes its turn over my apartment on its way to the hospital. The pair then proceeded to cut the... Okay, I already read that. However, this line was found to actually be attached to a large orange buoy marked with its vessel name as required by federal law for a commercial fishing line, the marks of which were also visible in videos taken by the tourist board, tourists on board. After cutting the line and freeing the sharks, Moore called state enforcement officers and told them that the, he had found an illegal shark fishing long line with entangled lemon sharks, leading, leading to him cutting them loose, but never mentioned that the line was attached to a properly marked buoy. In Florida waters, anglers are limited to one shark per person per day and a maximum of two sharks per vessel, with sharks caught only being allowed from a selected list of species. However, Boats in federal waters can get a permit to fish sharks commercially, and as described in NOAA's HMS Compliance Guide for Commercial Fishing, a variety of species not allowed to be caught in Florida waters are permitted to be fished. These species include the Great Hammerhead, yep, take them out, Scalloped Hammerhead, those two, Smooth Hammerhead, off they go, Silky Shark, Tiger Shark, and the Vulnerable Lemon Shark, don't care, get them all. Um that Moore claims to have spotted on the long line. Well, you know, a prehistoric 500-foot whale discovered in deep jungle valley by accident. Well, you know, generally really interesting discoveries are found by accident. No, 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 no. Man filmed riding world's biggest shark in tourism stunt. Oh, okay. Since we're on, like, why am I, why, why do I have all these shark things? Oh, dead great white shark on California beach was killed by fishing gear. Oh. Watch moment. Huge shark jumps onto fish. No, I'll have nightmares. That's not happening. Video showed a snorkeler holding up the back of a whale shark in Malaysia. Oh, I can't watch. I'm not. No. All right. We're going to end now because I'm just freaking myself out. Purpose is to freak out my listeners, not myself. Okay. Why are you still typing, babe? It says you're typing. Anyway. All right, everybody. 
we are going to wrap this up. Oh, here we're sitting at an hour 30 again. All right, we are definitely wrapping this up because my throat is sore. I am tired, and I have a little girl falling asleep in the chair over there. Hopefully, one's already asleep. And I need... Oh, no, she'll stay asleep. No, she won't. Because I have to be, I have to be in there, so she's not. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are going to say good night, and we are going to wrap for this week from me and Lizzie and the wee Charlie in the back room. Death's still awake. I need to go and put her to sleep. <laughs> her frying pan works. I have a cast iron frying pan. I'm not gonna rate it. And yes, her mother willingly gives me her children. To look to to take, you know. <laughs> Silly fool. Okay. Uh tomorrow we have a big day planned. We are going to the Pioneer Village and we are going to go hang out at the beach in the park and do stuff. Yeah, we're gonna do stuff tomorrow. So <laughs> bless you. <laughs> All right. So that's it for me. You know the you know the drill. You know the rules. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Don't be kind to sharks. And don't lick shit. All right, everybody. Have a good one. See ya. Carry on all that you want, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.